action. You're in the helicopter, it's loud, you got your fins on, your wetsuit, mask, snorkel, ready to go, and then you jump. Danger. You can hear the ice hissing and cracking all around you. Adventure. When you cross the equator, you have to ask King Neptune's permission to become a shellback. You're listening to Sea Story. Episode 53, The Rescue. My name is Salim, and I'm Operations Specialist. I'm from Philadelphia, and this is my sea story. It was my first deployment, and I had to be like 20 years old, and it's a late, late watch. We're just leaving the Gulf of Oman, which borders Iran, Pakistan, and Oman. I operate a radar. In order to correlate different blips on the radar, you have to talk to what's called a lookout. They stand outside. They get a bird's eye view of everything around us. It's pitch black, no illumination whatsoever. And then by chance, when the lookouts say they see smoke. We get closer and closer, the smoke is thicker. And then we put out the bright lights, focus on whatever's making this smoke. And it's a refugee raft. 40-person raft, but it has to be 150 people on there. And they're all trying to get across the Gulf. Children, some people in the water, their engine is on fire, and it's so many people that water is spilling into the raft because it's so heavy. We send out security boats, we bring them on. I was on the LHD and the back of the boat comes down in order to take on our amphibious assault ships. So we kicked out whatever amphibious assault ships we have, pulled around, and our safety boats towed sinking raft inside. So the entire raft, as well as the people who are inside, are well decked at this time. We slowly start unloading the people that went down there to help. It was a lot of crying, it was a lot of comforting, and people are sickly, inhumane conditions. They were wearing old clothes, maybe donated clothes. I remember seeing a football team that didn't win that Super Bowl. No shoes, children were mostly naked. They said that they had been out there for weeks, drinking the water. They had buckets and gallon jugs. We asked them, how'd you get the water? And they said, the sea which meant that they were drinking seawater for weeks. It's horrible for you because the salt water dehydrates you. You start hallucinating and a lot of them were still like frantic. They believe we were taking them back to where they were trying to get. Because again, they jumped on that raft and spent that money to seek asylum elsewhere, wherever they were coming from. I assume that they thought that the longer they stayed on the boat, the closer and closer they was gonna get to wherever they were trying to get away from. I heard about trafficking like that, exploiting people for rides, but I've never experienced it in real life, and that was a lot to take in. The Coast Guard sent a little amphib transportation, and same way we picked them up, the Coast Guard pulled back behind us, and then they loaded them in there. Whatever happened after that, I'm not entirely certain. I'm even more torn now because these people need help. But without an organized way of getting these people this type of assistance, just dropping them off with a raft is almost just as bad as leaving them where they are, especially when you got crooks dropping them off. Nobody wants to see nobody live like that. 
for the next two days, people were looking for smoke. We wanted to be the first people on the scene. It wasn't for like any type of praise, but we were like, who's ever out here, we're gonna save him. After like picking up people, saving people, feeding people, people were volunteering. They were getting off 12 hour watches like, yo, I'll go help. I'll take food, I'll take water. So it kind of boasted us a little bit. You see how blessed you are. These people are spending years and years, maybe even a decade of money to end up in a situation that they ended up in. For me to help out for like a few hours, the very next day be safe and warm and in my rack, which was home at that point, and full belly and being able to do what I want, be where I want, clean clothes, and just not to be in like abyss, just floating and sinking. It's a humbling experience. Now when you talk about it, it's like, hey, yo, I really, really saw people in poverty. You think of them as like just people over there and they'll be all right, or why don't they find something that they can do, or why don't they do better for themselves? And it's kind of like, yo, though, they can't. Being in the Navy, you get a chance to be able to make a difference. You feel a part of something bigger. I'm part of a team that's here to help and here to enforce and here to provide safety for not just America, but the entire world. To hear more stories like mine, subscribe to Sea Story today. Coming next. It's normal to be afraid, but being afraid doesn't mean that you're not brave. Sea Story is brought to you by America's Navy. Learn more at Navy.com.